This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Probably Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. Um, we're uh, we're back again. We're back. Matt is still in Edinburgh. We have a um, but we have a, a jam packed episode. I would say I'd say jam packed. I'm yes. sitting here with Andy Wood. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, listeners, uh, we do apologize for the intermittent nature of the show over the last month. I feel like we haven't been dropping at regular intervals. So we've been, been yeah. We've been told this is getting better. It's going to get solved, but who knows. I mean, we're going to release regularly, but I'm saying it's we have our reasons here at the house. Oh, right. I was going to get into. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to blame it all on this, but uh, we live in a nightmare house. And, yeah. Uh, well, we po- can. Let's blame it all on that. Okay. The, the power just goes out all the time. Yeah. We just don't have power most times. Um, so not related to the neighborhood. This is all house just our house. Specific. It's like recording from London during the Blitz. We don't <laughs> exactly. know what's going to get through or not. Guys. No, we have no idea. Yeah. It is. It is a weird dateline. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, the boys are fighting their best over there. Yeah, every uh, every day at five p.m. I go out and send a radio transmission just in case someone hears it. Um, <laughs> Augie's on the exercise bike generator, giving us power. Augie's actually on an exercise bike right That's now. Right. Giving, if anyone can hear power. this, I'll be at the Kmart August twentieth. <laughs> Meet me at the Kmart August twentieth. I have a crossbow and rations. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, Andy, people have already heard some other voices popping yep. in there. Um, we're sitting here with, with Augie Smith, regular, regular fill-in co-host. Hey, everybody. You know what? Let's take it to the next level, this guy. Let's actually have it be science. Not just probably science. Let's go definitely yeah. science. Well, deaf science. That, that's the name of the science. Science. Deaf yeah. science. Deaf science This today. is going to be one of the less science-y ones. It's I'm, be guess, a, I'm guessing. It's going to be a probably. Based uh, on news of the week. Yeah. We're also joined by uh, Mr. Matt Champagne. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you How for you joining doing? us. Uh, Actor, I'm, I'm probably Matt Champagne. <laughs> yeah. Most yes. likely. And I say probably because you guys listening, you don't know. <laughs> like, you don't know for well, sure. Do, we, do any of us really know anything? Right. Is it possible to know? Anything. I'm going to see how many times I can work the word probably, probably. into uh, what I what I say here today. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, big big week for comedy guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Ugh. Brutal. I mean, how do you even get into it? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. exactly. Because Exa- I mean, I, I have so many and so many different kinds of feelings about this, and I you know I just sort of yeah. bristle at people making things like this about themselves. Me too. Right. Because I know that Lauren Bacall meant a lot to me and I assumed I that sleep that's oh I thought you guys were talking about what, James Brady oh shoot oh yeah yeah is, oh I thought the big sleep is a huge are we not talking about no, I was talking about the, the famous Chicano artist that did those 400 murals yeah right, he just right. died I heard that on NPR Alzheimer's yeah. 75 mm-hmm. Alzheimer's yeah, well pneumonia yeah battled pneumonia yeah. But, but Newport Beach pretty nice way to go I mean, you could, you could, you yeah. could go in a worse way. Yeah. Um, no, obviously, uh, Robin Williams passed away this week. Real blow to the. Yeah. To, I mean, it's a blow to everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. but uh, Jesus. Well, Augie and I were talking about this over lunch, and I can't think of any celebrity death that's actually 
gotten to me like this one you know like i've never even met him everyone's got a story everyone in comedy has dude a story it's like the him, it's like, like a did you really never never meet him no I, because I he was very he was comedy. very accessible i mean yeah well, okay i, I, thought, I fucked I mean, up okay yeah. i'm sorry i didn't we do all hung out with him all the you, time. if you're a comedian uh, and you never met robin Williams, yeah, that's on you yeah. you yeah. dropped several balls yeah he just had an open door policy over his place <laughs> if you were ever in the neighborhood i did live kind of close to him in san francisco and i lived in the presidio and i heard that he was really cool about like Every Halloween, he would dress up and he would actually answer the door for the neighborhood kids. Oh and stuff. wow! Yeah. I, uh, I never partook in that either. But what happened between a, you two, Andy? Yeah, I mean, I've only heard his of, side of it. Yeah. So I don't out. know. Yeah, he says great things a, about you. I mean, you know, he's such a he was such a nice he's guy. Such though. a nice guy. He would say such nice things nice about guy. Eddie. Yeah. You know, what anyway. kind of guy must I have been? <laughs> right, <laughs> draw the wrath of such a great man. <laughs> no, here's the deal: is that yeah, as far as celebrity deaths go, I don't remember it being affected by one like this. Dude, it's like losing the Beatles by suicide. Wow, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I, it's a Beatle the, level. The last time I felt like thing, this was uh, when George Harrison died, and that was of relatively natural. Yeah, causes. right. Like, that's right. But this is like multiple. We're talking multiple Beatles. Right. Someone had tried to kill him before that, though. George Harrison. Someone snuck into his house. And, oh, that's right. I and forgot about that. And the, yeah, and then he karate chopped him or like uh, leg kicked him. Right? Uh, is that right? Like, he, I thought he like he, oh, he I, fight the guy. I want that. I want to. Be the story. I want to say there is something interesting about what happened. Like that he yeah. did. He didn't just like. We uh, should really look this stuff up before we start bringing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of another. Somebody celebrity. should do like a historical fiction, like, like like a story, a movie inspired by that, but just like take liberties with it, like a George Harrison Panic Room. Kind of <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe go totally like Inglorious Bastards with it, like a George Harrison right. revenge yeah. kill film, like a Kill Bill type deal. He's got like sitars that he's fashioned in, right. into like sharp edged. Well, he, weapons. he uses it's like Desperado, but with sitar cases. Right, right. <laughs> and, and yeah, and um, <laughs> he just sort of he just sort of walked within you, without you. I was going to go inner light or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Now, do you think that the uh, the fact that it was uh, it was suicide that ended Robin Williams' life? Do you think that that adds to our grief with it? Of course, yes. the entire thing. That's a huge. That's a huge if effect. If he had just yeah. died in an accident, yes. I, I wouldn't feel. I mean, I would feel I, really sad. But like, it's entirely about the fact that like you can't do better in what he was doing than what he did, and right. it wasn't enough. You know, right? I might not have. I I didn't. Uh, I might not have felt so emotional had I not met him a couple times you know mm-hmm. Bri- as brief as it was you know and because i think because it was at a show you know they were at shows it was back like one time was backstage at ucb and another one was at the throckmorton up in mill valley there's mm-hmm. a, there's a sh- like uh, mark pitta has a show there every tuesday and he lived so close that he would just hang out and not necessarily do the show you assume okay he's going on tonight but he wouldn't always like right. he didn't he didn't the night that I did the show he just was hanging out in the in in the in the uh what do you call it the green room that, that's what's amazing like I get jaded from just watching submission tapes for Bridgetown and I get in the mood of like I'm not sure I like comedy anymore but this guy like loved comedy yeah. mm-hmm. wanted to watch the new class wanted like wanted to support people and tell them how good their sets were and stuff like yeah, it's. Didn't you meet him at the Throckmorton? I also met him at the Throckmorton, and uh, I mean, yeah, everybody's sharing their story, and it, mine is a is a very brief one. And let me just be very, very clear before I say this: uh, I'm not a grief whore. I'm not saying that this affected me more than others. Uh, it affected me just as much as everybody in the world. But uh, yeah, I met him at the Throckmorton, and he came to, back to the green room, and uh, oh, there's a there's a door that just sort of leads to the parking lot. So he just walks in through that door, and there's four or five comics in there, and like, oh my god! And he was he was just in a hoodie, and he was bearded. 
He right. was, and I was so happy that he was bearded because I love bearded Robin Williams. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite Robin. <laughs> favorite version. Is, it's like the is, uh, yeah. young Elvis, old Elvis, right? Bearded I, Williams. You can keep your spacesuit. Keep your animated. What was the Moscow dress. movie? What was the Russian? Uh, movie? Moscow on the Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Bearded Robin Williams. So he comes in. And uh, the guy uh, sitting next to me, another comic, stands up and he says, uh, uh, yes, Robin, uh, we've met a few times. You probably don't remember me. Then he finishes his intro. Then I stood up and I said, uh, hi, Robin Williams. I'm Augie Smith. We've never met before, but every time you see me from here on out, my first words out of my mouth will be, I'm Augie Smith. I will never put you on the spot because I am Augie Smith. And he said... You're Augie Smith. And I said, I'm Augie Smith. And he said, you're Augie Smith. And we said it back and forth. And it had to have been eight times. And then he sat down and he told stories and he kept calling that back. He kept calling that joke back, which was just very cool. He was just such a cool guy. And And his laugh was so genuine and his stories were so good. And he was so into other people's stories and hearing them. And so at the end of the night, uh, the show's over, and he's walking out, and he walks out that side door, and I just decided, here's my chance, and I just follow him out. Uh-huh. What the hell? Chance uh, for, wait, wait, back up. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> chance for what? What are you talking to about? Talk to I've been him. <laughs> right. to say something Here's my to chance. Him. I bought <laughs> condoms. Here's my chance. <laughs> so, I, for, so we're alone outside, and I just I thought about all the stuff I wanted to say and how much he's meant to be, and uh, basically the only thing that came out was... Uh, uh, oh man, did I love the Fisher King? That's what I said to him. I, I love the Fisher King. Yeah, <laughs> favorite movie. You know what's weird is I've heard you say that to just other celebrities right. you've met. Yeah, I remember when we met Bruce Willis together yeah. at that bagel place. Right. Oh man, I love the Fisher King. And then yeah, yeah, then Bruce Willis tried to talk, and then I just walked away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. No, he was annoying. He wanted to hang out all day. Yeah, yeah. God, he just will not leave me alone. <laughs> Didn't you say that? Hold on, he's calling right now. Um, <laughs> he broke out his John Popper bandolier yeah, of harmonicas. Everybody, be quiet. It's Bruce Willis. <laughs> so, so uh, he tells me this uh, really cool story about him and Jeff Bridges uh, being naked in uh, Central Park. <laughs> And uh, then he's walking away, and there's just it was just the coolest moment. There's one light that comes down in this parking lot, and he stops in that light, and he turns around, and he points at me, and he says, "You're Augie Smith." <laughs> And then he turned around and he just strolled into the night. Yeah. And that was... Oh, and he God, didn't go up? He didn't do the show that no. night? No, he didn't yeah, do the show. Yeah, see, he didn't... Yeah. I, I just, like, he walks in. You assume, okay, he's here yeah. to go on. And he he didn't always go on. He never went on when I, you know... Yeah, he would, he would uh, close the show doing improv there a lot, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, I've only done the show a few times, uh, so I've never seen it. But, I mean, this is also a show where Dana Carvey and Mort Saul are often hanging yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, what? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw Mort Saul there one time, too. Wow. Dana Carvey and Robin both did the San Francisco competition at some point, didn't they? Yeah, uh, Robin Williams got second. I got first, so I guess that means I'm more successful than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that what that means? I think that's what, no, that, means. Think that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> By definition. Yeah. And I, I wish Matt were here because, of course, he's been doing set lists a lot the last Matt. few years. And uh, I think more than he doesn't really, he didn't, I guess I have to use past tense. I uh, didn't really like doing much stand up stand up recently, but loved set list and would talk about how much fun that show was when he was doing other interviews for like his sitcom. Right. And there's actually, we'll post this on our, on our page. Um, there's a YouTube clip of him doing set lists. It's really funny. You guys should check out. Yeah. I, think, I think this is fairly accurate to say that when he would do stand up in LA, he did not do the major 
clubs. He wouldn't. He right. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah. I didn't hear him about him being at the Improv right. or the Laugh Factory right. or any of that stuff. He wanted he to know liked, what the kids were. Yeah. He liked the backroom kind of nerdier. It looks to me like he saw that more as a as a, a challenge. Like maybe he was a little afraid that he was going to get his ass well, kissed a little too much if he went. Well, I think it's also more in his wheelhouse for what he did. I for it, like I'd much rather see Robin Williams in a small room yeah. uh, where he can interact with people because that's you know what what he was best at. Yeah. Uh, was just you know I, reacting to whatever was in the circumstance that he was in. Right. But yeah, I would you know on, in a theater, I don't know that I'd want to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nearly as much as I would in a small room. Yeah. Yeah. I first met him in, in um Seattle and um he was up there filming World's Greatest Dad with mm-hmm. Bobcat Goldway. Yeah. And um which there's some some fucking weird irony. Um, right, I know, right? Jesus, and no Christ. one's been talking about that. People have probably haven't seen the movie. Who were reporting? On yeah, the it was stories, a pretty indie so. movie, but yeah, well, what I'm, a good movie! Really. Yeah, it's a great movie, yeah. but also it's like, well, there's plot the wise, plot wise. There's the, what happens in the. Well, I mean, it's yeah. Someone hangs themselves with a belt from their fucking door. No. His son does, you know but his son does it while masturbating, and the, the yeah. twist is like the father then tries to give that suicide meaning and right. spins it as though this. He writes a uh, he, the father's a struggling writer, and he writes a yeah. suicide note as if it's his son's to give this son who was just an unrepentant. His son asshole. was an asshole, was yeah. An asshole. <laughs> but he like posthumously makes his son look like a great tortured soul, and then gets a lot of press for it, and and he becomes a hero to people. And so it's it's a weird. I mean, it's a Bobcat Goldthwait. It's like a dark. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. I see. Here's what's weird. I've seen it, and I just you forgot that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there was a show up there in Seattle that used to happen. I think most of us here at the table have done it called Laugh Hole, and it was at this place at the time called Rebar. It moved. It, it moved to a bunch of different venues, and I was standing out front or something, and someone's just like, hey, "Robin Williams just walked by," and I, you know we're in Seattle, right. so everyone's like. Fuck off. You know, we just right. keep talking. And then, yeah, he's in there. And I'm about to go on and do a set. And um, and he just showed up and uh, went up, did a set. And I can hear him laughing. And it's the weirdest thing because he has a very distinct laugh. And afterwards, we, we talked for a while. And I remember he went up and did a set. He did go up and perform. Um, I had le- I had accidentally stayed recording. You know, sometimes you record your set on your phone or something and you forget. Yeah. Sure. Um, you forget to turn it off. And I was kind of bummed out. He only did like five minutes. And then I looked at the recording later and he had done 30. <laughs> and that's how like good he was. But he was. You yeah. still have. So you have that recording. Yeah. But he would do. He would do callback stuff. He would like call back everyone's material through the night that he that's had seen. So great. And afterwards, um, I had this thing about a Jeffrey Dahmer fanzine. That I don't do anymore, but that's all I remember was like a Jeffrey Dahmer fanzine because I think I like riffed it. It was like some weird improv mm-hmm. riff thing where I just said those words and that really clicked with him. And he kept just saying that all night. So then afterwards in the green room, he goes, he goes, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry uh, about the Jeffrey Dahmer fanzine thing. I didn't mean to keep bringing that up because I just that just cracked me up so fucking much. <laughs> and uh, and all I could think to do was. um I sort of instantly and bear in mind I was 22 and like didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. and just weird. So I reenacted the it's not your fault goodwill hunting no, scene. Or <laughs> just go it's it's not your fault, Robin. Did, it's did not he go your with fault. It? He totally went with it. Uh-huh. We like wound up hugging oh and stuff. God. Oh my god. <laughs> That's great. It was really weird. And then cuz oh, um god. I was also working the next week Rick Overton, who's a really good friend of his. 
was up at uh, Main Stage, was that club that closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came down there, and then we he was up there for like a, a month or a couple weeks filming, and we we kept seeing each other at. Um, I mean, I guess I guess it's fair game now. We kept seeing each other at sober stuff around Seattle, like sober things, you know, mm-hmm. where you go. And uh, and then yeah, and then we just started talking and stuff. So we would be in touch a little, and I'd see him at. I wound up seeing him, you know, throughout the years. But um, yeah, I was telling these guys before we before we started. I'm going up to that funeral this weekend. It's going to be a fucking huge bummer. God, yeah. Where, where, where is it exactly? I'm going to network. Mm-hmm. No, uh, <laughs> get a gonna network be, to get work. Baby. I'm going to take some cards. No, it's going to. I just. I don't know. I feel like I should go. He helped me out a lot early on. He was like one of those one of those dudes. I don't know. That's, he's an amazing guy. Amazing guy. Uh, what are you going to wear? What am I going to wear? Do you yeah. have a suit? You got to wear a suit. I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, I was going to okay. dress like a genie. I was going to cosplay it. Um, that was a, that's an amazing Robin Williams fact that not a lot of people know is he was in Aladdin. I think people know that he was at the cosplay. Um, oh. A lot of his films, he would ad lib so much off the script that they weren't able to get nominated for best screenplay. Because <laughs> you, you're kidding, right? Not at all. That's not true. That's 100 percent true. Really? Yeah, you have to you have to stay within the screenplay a certain amount. <laughs> Interesting. You know, you have to have like a ninety seven percent screenplay wow. hit rate, or you can't. So, it's amazing. so it's not based on what you read. Like the Oscar does not go like the people that decide what the best screenplay is. They don't read the screenplay; they watch the movie, right? Well, they're sent the screenplay. It's like a screener, but you, okay. you get sent the script. Is there some way to know if someone retroactively changed the script? Like, I guess the WGA must have, you must submit, you know, because there's all those rules about, um, or people fight a lot to get credit. Attribution is a big thing where there's like an arbitration process to decide who gets credit for what in a screenplay. So I guess it has to be like logged along the way. Because I'm saying, otherwise, wouldn't you just be like, oh, he said that stuff, we're keeping it in. Now we're changing the screenplay to reflect Oh right, that, yeah. Know. I'm not sure. That's not cheating. Sure that I works. think that's it's, cheating. It's cheating, yes. But I'm surprised people wouldn't do. Well, that's why. It. And they would have to give. Man. They would have to give Robin Williams a credit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, Bicentennial <laughs> Man, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Bicentennial <laughs> Man would have won Best Screenplay, <laughs> but he <laughs> riffed the whole deal. Yeah. It was Good even, Morning Vietnam. Was not even that. supposed to be about robots. Yeah. Bicentennial <laughs> Man. They, they had to bring in extra. <laughs> they, they had to bring in extra makeup people. I guess we're making a robot yeah. movie now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, he's, I look at the dailies. Of Woodrow and, uh, Wilson. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, totally he's brilliant. He's doing a robot riff, yeah. Yeah. and right. we got to go we got to do it. Well, guys, um, you know who else is dead? Voldemort. <laughs> oh God. Voldemort. Oh. Is that the um, end of the? Okay. I thought that was no. Sad. Let's. I no, I I I had one. I had one more. I one more. I was doing a. I mean, we can't. No, I was doing a cliche. So he's at. This is back when Death Ray was UCB, and there was another late. Late later uh, stand up show called See You Next Tuesday. See You Next Tuesday, and I think I think I was on the show, and Robin Williams was there. It was assumed he was going to go last, right? Just the bookers were like, "Yeah, we're, obviously you're going last." He was like, "No, no, I want to go first. Anthony Jeselnik is hosting, right? He does like ten minutes, and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, your first comedian uh, is in a new movie called RV. This was back when RV was coming out." <laughs> <laughs> and from backstage, Robin Williams goes, "Don't talk about that." <laughs> and so Justin like goes, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, your first comedian had a really bad coke problem in the '80s, and that that was um, everyone just died. It was it was it was great. <laughs> Even Robin Williams found it uh, funny. Anyway, that was uh, that was the story. That's <laughs> funny. I think I think that was the appearance that got this that started this really contentious 
debate on this comedy nerd message board that I used to be really active on, uh, especialthing.com. Do you know that? Oh, it's still around, buddy. It's still around, but I mean, I don't, I don't go on it as much. But like for a while, I was when I first started, like nine years ago, I was obsessed with that site. Special thing. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know, AST Records, right, course, right, right, yeah. yeah. And um, well, didn't it start as a tenacious D? Fan, right, like that's a very special thing. Yeah. The Lee episode, yeah. Um, but people on there were really like it was. A, it was a period when people were sort of acting like too cool for Robin Williams, you know. Oh and like, yeah. And a bunch of other people, like Mike Schmidt from Never Not Funny and Forty Year Old Boy, he was like, "Fuck all those people! Like, don't act. You can't act. He's yeah. fucking Robin Williams. Right, like, right. You know, well, and that, everyone's that, trying to make. Oh, it's hacky. Like he's a, he invented so much of this. Like, say what you will about the possible joke." I've, yeah, stuff throughout the years, but like as a performer, as a as a as a cultural icon, as as a groundbreaking figure in stand up, it's undeniable that you can't be yeah. above. And and I mean that kind of stuff is always very. I think it's very transparent. Like the the when people say stuff like that, like the deal is that that when I first met him in Seattle, you can't get more alty than that. That's not even that's not even a mainstream comedy scene alternative scene. Right, you know right. what I mean. That, that was like the weirdest out of the way thing, and I, you know, I wish that you know people had known he'd been popping by. I would have loved the foresight to get people's opinions on him before he came in. But wait, what? I don't get. Wait, what? Because I'm sure people would talk shit if they hadn't seen him yet, or if they, well, you know no, what I'm that, saying. No, I, it's if the you bullshit could, cr- contrarian thing of oh well, he's popular, therefore he must. Like, people at the UCB show were sitting in the front row with their arms crossed, like trying to like defying him. I, I do remember a little bit of that, yeah, because yeah, I, I remember like while he's yeah. on stage, I want to see what the audience is doing. What? And by the way, when he was done with his set, and by the way, he did 15 minutes. He could right. have. He could have done an hour. He did 15 minutes, yeah. got off stage, and sat down in the front row and watched the show with uh, Lance Armstrong. That's right. Sure. This, is the, this is the show, is this is the show <laughs> yeah. that, that people wrote about on that board. Yeah, right. Like, why would those assholes not laugh? Like, you guys, not to did laugh? you guys hear McCartney was at the improv last night? I heard that. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> McCartney just went and hung out at the fucking yeah. improv with Judd Apatow. Yeah. And uh, he only did 15 minutes, got off stage, yeah. and yeah. sat in the front. Row. Sat in the front row. He, wow. He did. He did the Hey Jude yeah. uh, extended. He could have done an hour. <laughs> what a nice guy, you know, McCartney. <laughs> Great guy. Could have done an hour. Yeah. Having a follow him would suck, though, right? Having to follow McCartney. <laughs> I remember, you know, I had a similar thing. Uh, you're talking about that UCB story. I had a similar thing of com- comedic sort of arrogance, where um, I was at the Improv and Dan Cook dropped in. And I was on the bandwagon. Again, I was a lot younger, uh-huh. I, but I was on the fuck this band. I'd never met the guy. I didn't know. I'd, right. I'd never yeah. heard any of his stuff, yeah. but I had heard he stole jokes and he was very popular. And I didn't like people that liked him. I didn't like the, right, right. the I didn't like the people in Dan Cook shirts. I wasn't on board. And I was literally, so I was like, you know how you can decide not to laugh at something? Like, you can just be a dick about it. Right. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to laugh at this. And uh, within five minutes, I was like, Grabbing my side, fucking dying laughing. Yeah, yeah. Because he's great at what he does. Right. And it was a, it was a humbling moment for me. I was like, oh, I'm an asshole. Like, I, <laughs> like of course, there's a reason. Of course, there's a reason. This guy. I remember, guy is like, I remember uh, <laughs> yeah. Will Weldon uh, uh, tweeted something. Was, I saw Dane Cook at the Improv last night. He got up at the time he was supposed to. He did 15 minutes. He got off stage and he uh, and he did a great, a really great show. It was not like right. You know, I mean, it was basically uh, <laughs> the opposite of any any kind of message you would normally see. Like, Dane Cook went on for an hour and he fucked everybody. 
everybody and he fucked up the whole show. He's like, that's not what I saw. I yeah. saw a guy that sure. just did what he was supposed to do and he he went home. Well, I think it's possible to both laugh at that set and then also laugh at Andy Kindler's impression of Dane Cook. You know, like those oh, yeah. things can yeah. both be. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah and, definitely. and I can still, there's, it, the, the reason is it does younger it's the same as like the Sandler thing or like I think a lot of really uh, Robin Williams had this thing a lot of really successful comics realize pretty quickly like oh I need to get like I can, I can be as highbrow as I want as long as like 12 year olds are also on board right if they laugh because I'm doing a funny voice or something because they'll stick mm-hmm. with you for years mm-hmm. and you're part of their childhood now and it's like that that whole thing I mean uh, Sandler knew that again there's all the, there's all these comics that knew that and it's like Get the kids on board. And that was Dane Cook's thing. So I just assumed it's only that. Similar as like, I never liked South Park when I was younger. I didn't either, yeah. But but now it's like, I laugh my ass off watching it because I just, I didn't get the different layers of it. I thought it was just like the most lowbrow thing. And I'm like, I thought it was just a Simpsons ripoff when it started. And that was all the press for it was that. And I was like, fuck, I love The Simpsons so much. That was when The Simpsons was in its prime, like year like seven or so. And that's when that started, and I was like, "What is this fucking ch- poor man Simpsons?" Now it's—I just think it's like one of my—I think it's yeah, one of the yeah. best shows on TV, mm-hmm. and it's just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't see what was going on there." I was—I just didn't connect with the part that was for the twelve-year-olds, right. which was the jizz jokes. But then the actual like weird satire and commentary, right, right, and, that they're doing as like as an adult, you're like, "This is incredible." And and do we not recognize that the Simpsons is a ripoff of the Flintstones, which is a ripoff of, of the Bugs Bunny? Yeah, like, you know, it's a ripoff of all this other it stuff. It ends at Les Baxter Records. That's where this all ends. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Les Baxter? Yeah. Dude, I've been listening to a shitload of Les Baxter. What? Well, you always got to be cool with it, everybody. Just. No, no, it's not cool. It's the least cool. So I remember it, no. that you and I were talking about tiki culture. Uh-huh. And it occurred to me like, oh, wait, there's also music. There was special music. Like oh, you, of Tiki? If, if you go to Tiki bars, a lot of them have jukeboxes, and there's records you'll only see in Tiki bars, you know? And I was like, what is this? This is the weirdest genre. And I wasn't trying like, to get all weird, but it's like it's like the, the music from Mars Attacks. That's what that is, where it's theremin, but then bongos. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's called Exotica. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. And it was sort of invented by this guy named, named Les Baxter, and all of his albums had themes, and they're the albums that you imagine being played by like off-duty suburban cops at a barbecue in the fifties, <laughs> like the, you know what I mean, like the um, the people in Edward Scissorhands, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the yeah, type yeah, of shit yeah, they yeah. were. It's very okay. kitsch. Yeah, yeah. You ever and, seen parents. Uh, no, one about the cannibals. No, <laughs> it takes place in the fifties and it opens up with one of those, but it's bachelor the, pad like trumpet. Yeah, but <laughs> but everything. It yeah, the genre is called Exotica. So Les um, Les Baxter released this album called. Um, called like you know like a trip to the cosmos or something like that and the whole thing is straight up like you just imagine the flintstones and the jetsons when you're listening to it it all sounds like a um it all sounds like background music for a like school thing that would show you about hygiene right right, um it's incredible wow okay les baxter i gotta check les baxter yeah but he released the quintessential tiki album and it's all based on bullshit it's based on people that have never been to polynesia or tonga or well tonga's in polynesia but it's based based on what they think it is. The, so it's these jazz American appropriation yeah, of these so it's ideas these, of it's these pop composers that would do like the Sinatra backtrack type stuff. That's that's the kind of people these guys were. And then they would just add like bongos and 
and like instruments they just assumed were Hawaiian and stuff like (laughs) (laughs) and it's all it you know it had this run of like four years from 58 to 62 and I'm serious. This has been probably tiki music. No, and it's I called. You really get obsessed. My with favorite shit when tiki band was a Poi Division. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boom, boom. I love it. So we have some corrections, guys. Yes. <laughs> we have some corrections to get this to. This is where the probably comes in. Yes. Well, this is also probably, and this is also based on stuff that's not exactly science. Yeah, this um, is like corrections to fiction. Like that. It's still, it bothered a lot of people. Right, a lot of yeah. people wrote in. We talked about Harry Potter. We discussed Harry people. Potter oh, last oh. week. And yeah, you got to have that stuff right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when you're talking about fake things, you got to yeah. get the fake stuff just yeah. right, or people get very. I went upset. to a right. I went to a trivia night in D.C. recently, and uh, it was almost all Harry Potter, sure. and our table was fucked. We didn't have yeah. shit. <laughs> it was pictures too. What's this? What, what movies is from? Good good. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, posited. I posited on the show last week that it's bothered me about Harry Potter how there's no email or anything like that. They still use owls. But they also use other human technology. They use like things like fountain pens. They have trains. They have stuff like that. So when did they just say no more human shit and then just stick with their weird... Why didn't they keep going? Because obviously at some point, up it's, until a certain point in this world, they were using muggle, t- muggle technology, regular human technology. Regular right? human stuff. Right. Because they have some things well, in common, but then at some point they broke off. This is my stupidity on this. Uh, now, is... is Harry Potter, I understand that it's a, a alternative universe, but it's set now, or is it yeah, set in the past? Yeah, it's right now. But when they go to school, when they go to the school, that's like, they go through like a portal, right? Right, sort, sort at of the thing. train still, station. We still assume but, it's happening in real time. Okay. And yeah. we assume, uh, we had a couple listeners write well, in with corrections, one of them saying that it took place, according to J.K. Rowling, in uh, 1998, or that, I guess, no, I'm sorry, that's where the final... The end of the series was... Well, he said the final duel was supposed to be in 1998. Okay. That's when... we uh, The first email we got was from Seth Schaefer, who uh, also from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes... I love the first sentence he wrote, um, because the fans of the show are hilarious. And he goes, um, hi, guys. In Harry Potter, they don't use fountain pens. They use feather quills like Jefferson and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like Jefferson God, and shit. Yeah. the best fans. Um, he goes, also Hermione explains in the book that at Hogwarts in particular, and I guess you can extrapolate to the Ministry of Magic and some of the older pureblood homes, that the magical power there is so strong that it damages electrical objects, so no email. Which I thought, all right. All right. Okay, we'll that. go with you on that. All right, all right. But then someone a little more schooled, sounds like. A uh, little more schooled wrote in. Let me find this. Is that this. Thomas Hatfield? Or That'd be Thomas one? Hatfield. Frequent writer to the Re- show. Real Potterhead. Um, he's the one that said 1998 was the end of the series, which, by the way, having gone to college at that time, I can tell you email was very much a thing at that point. That was not, he said it was in its infancy. That's a stretch. Like, I had an email address in, like, 93 or 94. Right. I didn't have one until 2000. Really? Something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I wonder why I haven't gone further. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was, yeah, it was like 2000. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember setting it up. Yeah, in my he had, entire he, college <laughs> career, like... We had it through 95 through 99, and it was like the way professors communicated things to you. Like it was definitely... Yeah. Anyway, but that... Okay. Either he does way. bring up the idea that... He says, I'm not sure if you can base a whole society of wizards based on one school, but he... Well, he, he showed us photo. He gave us photos of the Harry Potter world in both Ron Weasley's home, which I said does not count, because his dad like studies muggles and shit, uh, so they're going to have a <laughs> bunch of that stuff. The Ministry of Magic, as well as Gringotts Bank that shows rooms lit by light bulbs. That's valid. That's valid. Um, 
He goes, however, if you were to place a date on the most modern technology, I would have to say it was Colin Creevy's camera that appeared to be from at least the mid-20s from the research I've gathered. So I want to know, if there, was there a flash? Was there a battery on that camera, or well, was it purely mechanical? I, I saw one where they had giant spiders, and they were driving a car. But that's what I'm saying. It was a car that had been borrowed by... The, like there's a, There was this one dude who studies muggles, which are the non-magic humans. That was like his whole job. Augie's checked out. So he was always fascinated by stuff. That's he's Ron's like, dad? Yeah, he's like, I okay. borrowed... I've read all the books, He's but like, I, I borrowed a human car, and then they like enchanted it to fly and stuff. Uh, but okay. everyone else had like horses and stuff. And, all or, you I know, cared about in no that whole car. series was the character of Snape. Yes. That's all I care... That's why I why kept reading. Snape, because... Snape's the best. Snape, uh, he was the teacher. That's Alan Rickman, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, ah, he's, he's, he's an evil guy. But you have no idea why he's such a bastard, and he hates Harry Potter. Ah. And you spend the whole series going, "What is this guy's problem?" You know who and really when hates. You find out at the end. It's oh, I, so I haven't it. finished the series. John McClane oh. is who he really hates. Yeah, yeah. John McClane. Yeah, yeah, he hates McClane. him too. <laughs> Same thing. When you find out why the bad guy in Die Hard does what he does, uh -huh. it'll break your heart. <laughs> well, it'll break your heart. I wanted. Well, to, I always wanted to do a Terminator crossover that was a. Come with me if you want to die hard. <laughs> and it would be, it would be a, Dude, you just wrote a movie. Just yeah. wrote a movie. Yeah. Anybody need a roadmap? Well, we, we got a, I'm doing. We got a I'm doing a sequel to it called Born Soft. It's uh, um, I'm doing. A, I'm doing a prequel called Old Habits. Yeah. Um, nice. What? 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 What was the name that Alan Rickman made up in Die Hard? Remember when they meet like on the roof? Oh, and he's like, and he do the American accent. Ah, hey, yeah. don't uh -huh. shoot, man. I'm don't an shoot, American. Man. You one of them, aren't you, man? Uh, because he looked at the wall and it was that. the same name as a guy that worked right. there. But was his it like name was Barbershop Al. Quartet in Skokie, he, he Illinois? Gave, he gave the uh, he gave the short he gave the shortened version of a longer name, like instead of Albert. It I was think Al. it had a TCH in it. It was like Dutch or Mitch. Oh, that sounds right. Now you said, oh I man, don't good one. I, I don't know. To rewatch that, Stu Gertz wasn't it? Stu wasn't it? Stu Stuart Gertz. Stu Gertz. Stu Gertz. My name's uh, Stu Gertz. <laughs> what? <laughs> My name is Chair Wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and the other thing, technology and Harry Potter, real quick to, to put a put a ending on this. Uh, okay. Uh, I know they used an invisibility cloak, right? Yes. Yeah. They didn't have those till like the 1960s. That's true. So, yeah, that yeah. is true. That oh, is speaking true. of invisibility, we forgot to mention that in our see-through organ story last week, that was sent in by Jeff Gelbach, and we didn't credit him. So thank you for saying thank that, you, Jeff. Jeff. If you guys didn't know, you can make your organs see-through now. Or we're closer to... Get, I forgot. You know what? I also forgot to mention that we forget things a lot on this show to yes. the point that we have done the same story twice on different episodes. Sure. And uh, an eagle-eared listener. Is that what you would call someone who hears well? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle-eared. Dog-eared. Dog-eared listener um, actually overlaid the two times that we covered the same story, and he would hard pan between the left and right channel between the two different times. Or Which story? story? It was a story about, um, about uh, 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 this compound called ringwoodite that holds water inside the earth. Yes. Um, and we'll post, we'll post a link to the SoundCloud thing where yeah you can hear both times that we cover the story and um then at the end it has them overlaid so you hear matt doubling himself and he even has kind of the same inflection both times oh, it's sort wow. of eerie so wow. we don't uh, we don't remember things very well in this show and sometimes we cover them more than once um actually let me, let me look up who you can make your organs see through oh sorry one more time this is ben wren who did this thank you for uh pointing out our inadequacies as a podcast host ben um thank you ben thanks ben 
Yeah, and we have um, so so yeah. You could look right through my liver at this point, probably <laughs> right now. The holes in that thing. Mm. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, we also we get a lot of emails, and by the way, you guys can send us story ideas and corrections and whatnot to probably science at gmail dot com. Um, we are probably a little bit behind the times on this already, but I didn't realize that we uh, now have pretty sweet photographs of the Rosetta comet. Did you see this story that was sent in by Zach Cody? Oh, here? yeah. The, the Rosetta, well, it arrived at the destination, yeah. I'm sorry, the not, not the Rosetta comic. I'm sorry, Jesus. The Rosetta probe. The Rosetta probe, yeah. Arrived at its comet destination. Here, Augie, here's a picture if you want to see what... Um, we can finally understand the hieroglyph probe. Comet 67P slash Churyumov-Gerasimenko, which is 405 million kilometers from Earth but halfway between the orbits of Jupiter and Mars. Um, yeah, after a decade of traveling, the ESA's Rosetta has become the first spacecraft to rendezvous with a comet. Ooh. And the photos are pretty sweet. Um, since its launch in 2004, Rosetta had to make three gravity-assist flybys of Earth and one of Mars to help it on course to its rendezvous with the comet. Which, by the way, I mean, I know none of us are rocket literally we aren't rocket scientists um but i i still don't get how you can that is amazing to me in 10 years we know this is going to be there and this is going to be there i that is absolutely unbelievable to me there's a lot of like ethan hawk movies about that but uh about i'll be on the dock in 10 years and if you love me Oh, I've never seen any of those. Wait, wait, <laughs> Neither have I. Wait, wait. Sunset, yeah, I have a sunset. Now it's the, Twilight. Before sun. They got to make up other times oh, now because yeah, they keep I, making them. Right, I right. saw the first one. Roughly, right. roughly you seven. You guys have never seen these movies? No. Oh my god! They're really good. Oh, these are yeah, you have to the three of the best movies, uh, three of the best romances ever ever made. No power. No power in this house. How are, are we on right now? We're on. No. How do we have Jesse power? just tried to turn on the lights. I just tried to turn on the lights for the patio here, and uh, I guess that outlet doesn't work anymore ever. So how, uh, this will be better. So I, I'm, be I'm better. a dummy, but how do we have power? How are we going right now? I don't, I don't know. I have no... And this could go out at any time. We'll see. I don't oh. know. This, oh. this house is okay. 100 years old, and it's garbage. Well, then I should... I, I read something kind of science-y. Uh, Google Maps adding underwater photos of world's oceans. What? To street view. That's right. What? Uh, yeah. Who got that driving job, huh? Uh, Google Guy Maps Google Poor Maps guy. is adding 360-degree street view photos of our ocean's coral reefs. And I oh, can't wait God. to see the photo bombs mm-hmm. from oh, uh, yeah. the fish and the sea lions. Just, <laughs> woo-hoo! Yeah. As that, uh, what little species do you back. think is most prone to photo bombing? What? Well, uh, like, oh, sea lions for sure. Sea lions. See, those guys horror. are sarcastic. Guys are you know what I mean? Dolphins? Dolphins for sure. Dolphins are always just always getting in there. Yeah. I, I think the the octopus right, with inking weird inkings. Oh yeah, and they have, blocking they up also, the camera. Have you guys seen that? Uh, I feel like it's just one YouTube clip in particular that's got that's had tons of hits of that uh, camouflaging octopus where you can't see it at all and it suddenly comes right. out from where. Oh yeah, yeah. That, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that's the stuff the nightmares shit. are made oh, of, though, right? God. That yeah. is a uh, like if right now octopus just came out of the wall, right? Yeah. How scary would that be? <laughs> How come that was like the only thing that influenced H.P. Lovecraft? It's like he went to one aquarium and wrote all of his horror novels. Right. And then ended each story with, and then he went mad. Right. <laughs> it's well, always he, some guy It's always some guy being tortured by monsters that are outside his home. Like, he's always safe inside his home. Uh-huh. Right. And then there's, like, 
squids slowly coming. Well, and his stories always start as a warning, like to whoever finds this, don't read it. Yeah, no, it's always, it's always <laughs> letters too. It's always I'm sending a series of letters, my friend, dear Mark. I'm in danger. I'm having grave danger. The monsters are coming closer. The most boring monsters humanly imaginable. <laughs> I wonder if, right right if that was considered like a hacky plot device when it came out. The way that like Blair Witch style shit became hacky in film, you know? If yeah. you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, you found these letters. Yeah, sure. It's what do you think of the Blair Witch when you first saw it? I didn't even think it was that scary to be honest. But did you see it in the theaters? Yeah. Did you see it? At the height of its hype. Oh, yeah. And that was the problem because that was like the first movie to get huge internet hype. That was like 99, 98. Uh, yeah, it was 99. It was like a proof of how this medium maybe. can be used to bolster something that doesn't have traditional advertising. It's, it was so overhyped that I but went in expecting you, the best and scariest thing ever. And I was like, oh, Did you see it after its overhyped? So it had been I mean, hyped like, to but you? But it had been hyped before it even came out. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was, it was a kind of revolutionary thing in the history of the internet's influence on more traditional culture all i know is i saw that movie at one of those suburban multi like like 24 theater kind sure. of things you sure. know yeah it was packed uh-huh. sure pa- people even sitting in the aisles which i think is illegal right uh no one got up to go to the bathroom during the movie that i can remember uh-huh. no one shuffling no one coughing you know what i mean because you know like there are long stretches of just pitch darkness yeah, in yeah. that movie there's no light at all so all you can hear is them going shh and there's just silence and rustling for like a minute, which yeah. is a long time to be in absolutely no. And then it would cut to the next day where the sun is up, and the whole audience when that when it would cut to the sun to the uh, to light, yeah. the whole audience would just go. <sighs> it was when when I watch it now, I'm like, this movie sucks. This is awful. Like you can't. The acting's bad, and it's and it's. But at the time, if you saw it at the right time, if you didn't know that much about it, and mm-hmm. you just went with an audience. At the theater, it was pretty intense. Like, oh yeah, it was, yeah. Do you think a lot of those people very much of its time ruined that girl's career? Hey, well, was she going to have a career? <laughs> yeah, not for that exactly. Movie, I mean, that I was, mean, was well. She was a, a trained actress. She was like a oh, okay. decent. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Heather, Heather Donahue. Yeah, now she, she, and she was in a big movie after that. She was in like a Freddie. I, I want to say Freddie. She Prince runs movie. Uh, now. She just she opened a pot farm. Yeah, now she just runs a pot farm. Okay. Well, on that, that's one of those movies where, like, talking about Robin Williams, how good he was at improv, they said, you know, a lot of this movie is improv. Like, of course it's improv. Nobody writes down, what the fuck? What was that? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Like, I fucking hated that movie. I hated everything. Yeah, yeah. I had a lifetime ban on Blair Witch that I had to break just so I could hate it more. Right. I had to watch it just so I, I could hate it even more. And I thought, having not have seen it, I hate it so much not having seen it. <laughs> sure. I thought, well, I'll see it, then I can't possibly I don't, hate it as much as I do. I don't, I sure. it I, I don't begrudge anyone hating that movie now, but all I know is at the time that at the time it came out, if you if you saw it in the theater, it had a weird it had a weird effect on people. You know, recently, guys, the uh, the Russian space agency hated losing contact with one of their satellites. <laughs> I don't know if you guys oh, yeah? knew that. Yeah, the Russian space agency, uh, they, they've actually managed to reestablish communications with the Photon M4 satellite, having lost contact for three days. But here's the thing. The spacecraft was carrying a number of research experiments looking at the effects of, of microgravity. I forgot if you were on the episode. We talked about this already, but, we didn't, but it hadn't been re-found yet. Is this were the you lizard on? sex? Yeah. Lizard, sex. lizard sex. Okay, they found it. Maybe that was the one that I was on with Matt and without you. Oh, that's when Sorry. I had the, had they the call. They found lizard they sex? Found they found the lizards lizards lizard again. sex. Oh, thank God. There was a microgravity lizard orgy happening to test how... And lizards. they were just out there with no contact. Wait, microgravity? I've been to. I right. need to know someone can be in touch. Absolutely. You leave an emergency contact number. You know yeah. when you go to right. an orgy. Yeah. Right. 
And they're just out there flying blind having this orgy? Terrifying. <laughs> There's nothing worse than when you finish at an orgy, but everybody else is still going. And then the you're just sitting there, mm-hmm, and you're just mm-hmm, like, oh, God, mm-hmm. this is the awful. The worst. Would somebody come pick me That's up? That's when you have to go, you have to start right. just offering people bottles of water. Yeah. You have to make Do yourself you useful. Go for a walk? Do you say goodbye at that point? Like, and... And if so, to whom? No, you like, always, you, always Irish, Irish goodbye, goodbye. Always yeah. Irish goodbye. Just ghost on it. Yeah. They know when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw my goodbye earlier. <laughs> but yeah, they lost touch with with this uh, satellite full of. Um... It's like aloha. It also means hello. <laughs> Have you been reading about these these kilobots? What are these kilobots? A swarm of 1,000 kilobots cooperates like an ant colony, and there's just... What are, what's a kilobot? 1,000 bots. Those are kilobots. Um, those are robots? That's, that's 1,000 bots? Yeah. That looks like H.P. Lovecraft shit right it there. It does. Those, those look like, like the bugs. Matt's going above and beyond. We don't have a lot of guests that, uh, that come, come loaded prepared. with stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, haven't, I, I just read about this today. I'm not, I'm not sure. Each individual kilobot doesn't look like much, just a few centimeters in diameter. Powered only by a pair of coin batteries, they move by vibrating, shuffling forward on those funny sticks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that, like, uh, like that football game, that vibrating football game I had when I was a kid. God, that seemed like the most have... boring thing ever, didn't it? <laughs> At the time, it was, it was chaos so theory football. Oh, oh, you mean the... So, it was, oh, oh, it was you mean, chaos theory. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the, with the red dash? You move it up yeah, and it's, down? It's a, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a football-looking field, and yes. then it just vibrates, and you put all the guys on it, and the guys just vibrate around. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't That's know that. That's all it was. No, I didn't yeah. So I, I don't even understand how and you... everybody had one. So uh, as many times as not, your your players would just go the wrong way. You set way. up the players, and then you just turn it on, and it vibrates, and then you go, "Come on!" <laughs> Is there a tilt in in the direction of of like towards the correct end you, well, zone? Yeah, you would, do you people would pick it up do people fall down? It. People fall down. They get yeah, tackled. The little, yeah, the little guys they fall over, and then the the one guy has the ball, and you hope that he doesn't fall over. You hope he goes in the right direction also, because yeah, he could just go zone. anywhere. Right, and but if he falls over, then the play is over. That's how I feel. Set up the guys. How awesome! It sounds that's like what football was. Just it's an earthquake zone, yeah, a giant was, earthquake. I was going to say it sounds to me like you're just describing football. <laughs> like that's is it that what that's football what it is? was to me when I was a kid? It was a vibrating field. It, it doesn't. It, it sounds like you're not talking about a game. It sounds like you're talking about the actual uh, the, the sport. Well, to me, that sounds like an impossible game. Oh yeah, it sounds impossible. Mm-hmm. What uh, else sounds impossible? <laughs> just in case? Like a like a probably some sort of space engine. A space engine? You, yeah. say. you mean like a rocket? I mean, like those if are you possible. care to elaborate? I mean, Jesse. like a, an impossible engine. Uh, you know, it's impossible. It'd be like perpetual motion, things like that. Sure. Impossible things. You know. Um, talking about your, your, your like your Escher drawings, you know, sure. sort of deal. Impossible. Uh, well, until Seems yesterday, impossible. until yesterday, that was my rap name was MC Escher. <laughs> yeah, wow. mine was DJ Ango Reinhardt. Um, so until yesterday, uh, every <laughs> mine, mine was, was DJ Connor. <laughs> mine was MC Squared because my initials are MC. Mine so was MC. Mine, mine was uh, MC Rib Sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew a guy named DJ Proactive. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was. He was. He got things done. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and when he waved his hands in the air, he really cared. That's right. <laughs> so until yesterday, every physicist was laughing at this engine and its inventor, Roger Scheuer. Um, <laughs> that's how it starts. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? That guy's a DM at a yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's called. And the, you know, he has a speech impediment on top of that, right? It's called the M drive, and everyone said it was impossible because it goes against classical mechanics. Um, <laughs> uh, but the fact is that the quantum vacuum plasma thruster works, and scientists can't explain why. 
and it is called the Quantum Vacuum Plasma Thruster. <laughs> Sounds like Star, Star Trek jargon, you know? Um, is there a TM on the end of that? Shoyer's <laughs> yeah. engine is extremely light and simple. It provides a thrust by bouncing microwaves around in a closed container. The microwaves are generated using electricity that can be provided by solar energy. No propellant is necessary, which means that this uh, that these thrusters can work forever unless a hardware failures occur. Unless a hardware failure occurs, if real, this would be a major breakthrough <laughs> in space propulsion technology. Obviously, the entire thing sounded preposterous to everyone. In theory, the thing shouldn't work. So people laughed and laughed and ignored him. The article, he says they laughed and laughed. Yeah, <laughs> and ignored him. Everyone except a team of Chinese scientists. They built one in 2009, and it worked. <laughs> they claimed they were able to produce 720 m- millinewton, uh, which is reportedly enough to build a satellite thruster. And still, nobody else believed it. Now, American scientists... Guido Feta. Yeah, American. American? American scientist. This whole thing is not true. <laughs> he wrote this. J.K. Rowling wrote this article. Now, American scientist Guido Feta. Jesus. And a team at NASA Eagle Works, the Advanced Propulsion Skunk Works, led by Dr. <laughs> Harold Sonny White at the Johnson Space Center. Well, they've published a new paper that demonstrates that a similar engine working on the same principles does indeed produce thrust. Their model, however, produces much less thrust, just thrifty, uh, thrifty, just 30 to 50 Micronewtons, but it works, which is amazing on its own. They haven't explained why their engine works. But that's a lot less than seven hundred twenty millinewtons. That's that's a ton, a tiny, less. tiny bit. Yeah, um, like one two thousandth. I think that. the most important thing about that article is that all those Chinese scientists didn't laugh. That's what. That's what they I weren't remember. laughing. No. But you know why? Because they don't speak English. So whatever, whatever they were being told, they just—it was, it was a language yeah. thing. They didn't it laugh until they heard the name Guido Feta. Yeah. Then they, they, Guido yeah. Feta is hilarious. You don't have to know English. They thought that was hysterical. <laughs> it was Guido Feta, fetish or Feta? Oh, Feta. Feta. It's like his, his, yeah, his brother yeah. Luigi Mozzarella. It sounds like a mascot for like a. a Pizza place, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benito Paisan, <laughs> shitty pizza place. <laughs> That's the name of a scientist. The mediums for the five dollars. Guido he's an evil scientist, Benito Paisan, with his death ray. We got Get your- forty millinewtons here. <laughs> Probably racism. We haven't gotten perpetual motion machine. Hey, I'd hate if something happened to your uh, impossible engine. I'm not saying it will, Darren, but I'd hate to see if something maybe happened. (laughs) This is a real nice perpetual motion machine. I'd hate to see it burning down. Hey, look real nice underwater. Machine like this, perpetual motion machine. eh? A man's got to take care. I'm Guido Fed. your wife likes those new coats, huh? She likes it. She likes. Woman like that needs a man with money. I'm not even sure what these accents are, guys. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, no, I like this engine uh, because it's it's one of those things. It sounds like they don't even quite understand why it works. They they have this thing that that might work, and they don't. Test results indicate that the RF resonant cavity thruster design. <laughs> mm-hmm. This just sounds like you could have just made a gener- like a, a web app to just put together tech right. jargon to make a. We played uh, that game, which was great. Cavity what thruster. That, that weird game that we played. Speaking that, of that weird. Oh yeah. That, oh, did we talk? Did I plug that on this show? I haven't played that in like a year. I forgot it was even called uh, Space Team. I think? Space Team. 
Yeah. Great game. Guys, play Space Team. It's a great app. Everybody play Space Team. You play it with your friends. Your friends all have to have phones also, but... uh, Oh, is that like Capture the Flag? No, it's... it's, I I almost don't want to describe it because it'll sound... If you describe it, it sounds really unfun. I wish there were a game called Cavity Thruster. That sounds... (laughs) RF Resident Cavity Thruster? Uh, So this RF Resident Cavity Thruster design, which is unique as an electrical propulsion device, is producing a force that's not attributable attributable to any classical electromagnetic phenomenon and therefore is potentially demonstrating interaction with the quantum vacuum virtual plasma. <laughs> of course. What? Okay, wait. I Naturally. What is I know three of those words. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. all these words independently I can define, but... Um, <laughs> what what are they talking about? If this it's, works, it's what does thing? that mean, if it does work? So it's, I, I don't quite understand. It's, uh, it's, it's powered what by a solar energy. But I mean, then again... An engine? Uh, if you have something that's using solar energy, that is a form of energy. Yes. It's not as if it's generating energy from nothing at all. Um, so, yeah, I guess it bounces microwaves around in a closed container, as we said earlier, and those are generated using electricity that can be provided by solar energy. But is so it converting more energy than it's given? Is that the deal? I may, I, maybe it's not even that, but just the fact that I guess traditionally, even if you had electrical energy, you would still need some kind of propellant to generate thrust, and right. this thing won't need any actual propellant. It would just use that solar energy, but I don't quite understand the quantum nature of it. What are these uh, guys drinking? Huh? Exactly. What kind of booze Wait. would get them? These guys. I don't know where this is. Oh, I do know where this is going, and I don't have one on hand. Can you guys <laughs> hold down the fort. I got to make a little trip to the mini fridge. Be right back. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, we'll talk about Chinese scientists. Yeah, that's right. And Italian. Co-host, co-host Andy Wood has a mini fridge. That's right. In his room. <laughs> oh, he almost killed himself. That's the, guy where, the, that's the Playboy lifestyle. That goes down at Blue Ball Ranch. <laughs> Let's talk about the other jobs that Guido Feta could have had for his life. Uh, <laughs> discuss Guido, Guido Feta. Guido was, uh, I think he was a janitor for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Well, his parents couldn't believe it when he was going to be a doctor. Right. Yeah. Because his whole family, they'd been, he, like his cousin uh, uh, was uh, John Boyardee. Yeah. And he, of course, became a chef. Right. Of course. Right. Of course. You, well, if your last name is Boyardee, you have to. Right. You have to. You know what I mean? It's like, well... I'll be your Dr. Boy RD. Right. I'll be your OBGYN. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking you were the first Boy RD to break with family tradition. Right. Like, I ain't gonna make ravioli. I'm gonna make something of myself. They're gonna see. Well, I've always I've always thought about it, how like the University of Phoenix is like a real university that's like it's not that easy to get into. But then now your degree means nothing. What do you mean? Because somebody made it a bullshit online school. Oh, well. the actual a, University Phoenix, of Phoenix, Arizona has a school? Yeah, University of Phoenix. But then there's University of sure? Phoenix online. And it's still affiliated, but it's not like it's a I don't thing. think it's affiliated. I don't even How know what the fuck's going on. This is Googleable, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, hey, Guido, do open up. up. One more second. Hey, uh, delicious Lagunitas IPA. Thank you, Lagunitas, for giving us um, beer in exchange for us uh, talking about you on the air. Delicious. Oh, oh, would you like one? I do. Did you just open Augie? that with a, a, stapler? a stapler? It's a. It looks like a stapler. It's a pick punch to make guitar picks out of credit cards and stuff. I don't have a, an opener on guitar. Hand. Really? Yeah. See like whenever thing. I go stay at a hotel now, I'll just make a guitar pick out of the room key. Why don't you just bring <laughs> guitar picks with you? <laughs> then no, how I'm do saying you get like, into your room. Like, it, it, <laughs> you know, if you if you have any sort of like old things that Can are you change that are the shape. Oh no, it's all play it a song. Yeah. Play it a song. <laughs> Just like a cool Whoa. thing to have, like yeah. uh, any and, kind of. Andy has tons of this stuff. He also make, does. Uh, he also does brisses. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can put yep. a credit card. Yeah. Thank you. You could put a trisket. Spent eighty dollars on a thing to make guitar picks. You can put a trisket in there. You could put a cracker in there if you want. Sure. You, you can put, put some of uh, Guido have... Feta's uh, cheese in there. You He's probably got some shape. Good the mozzarella. Hey, Guido, Guido, some Guido Feta cheese. What's it? 
So his name is Guido P. Feta. Hey, Guido, I like a guitar pick made out of the mozzarella. He's the founder and director uh, of the numerical and experimental novel propulsion bullshit at Mm -hmm. uh, Kenney. But that's in Pennsylvania. He's out here, you know? Okay. But yeah, Guido Feta. Wow. That article was sent in to us. Great handle. Great handle, Mr. Feta. And the article at the bottom... While Andy, while you're looking for this, James, James from San Francisco, thank you. For the article that, says, James. "Thanks to Gizmodo Spanish. If you talk Spanish, follow them here. <laughs> talk. Not if you speak Spanish. You talk Spanish. Wow. Well, if you don't talk Spanish, you can always use the risotto." Risotto Risotto stone? Yeah, the Risotto stone. The Rosetta probe. We don't fed us language sorting program. The Risotto stone. The Risotto stone. Hey, hey, you want to learn English? (laughs) You try my Risotto stone. Did you, uh, you guys seen that movie uh, Mafia? Which no. the, the Godfather? It was the Jay Moore Godfather parody. Oh, no. If I remember that. But it's Mafia with like an exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Really? Uh, is it yeah. Jane it's, it's, no is it, it's Jane Austen's mafia, isn't it? I think that's yeah, it's got some <laughs> funny like, doesn't it? You're not joking. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, it has it, like a uh, Jane Austen's jokey preface. Mafia. Right. But there there's the there's the part where they're parodying the the flashback of um the you know, the the actual godfather himself as a kid coming over to New York right. and landing at Ellis Island and everything. And um so they're doing that parody where they have some kid and then you just notice he's reading a book called How to Speak English with a Very Italian Accent. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like practicing like, <laughs> Mama, it's a newspaper. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a newspaper. You guys By know, the way, do you know the movie Johnny Dangerously? Of course. Yeah, sure. of course. My favorite part of Come it on, is buddy. Uh, when the evil guy, the headline of the newspaper says he's being deported to Norway. Claims he's not from there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, thank you for sending that in, James, and um, also thank you to our listeners who have donated. We we lo- we'd like to encourage people to donate if they like the podcast. It helps us cover our costs. You can do that over at probablyscience.com. We've got a little PayPal button. Um, you can also click on our Amazon link before you go shopping on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and we get a nice oh, yeah. little kickback, so a surprising percentage. Um, and again, it's nothing more expensive to you. You guys can do that. You're welcome to that also. Um, we we got a donation from Brandon Jansma. Uh, who said, in the spirit of some of our donors who have contributed when a guest is from their country, he wanted to throw a couple bucks our way for featuring Brent from his home state of South Dakota. Oh, thanks. Hey, his name is Brandon? Brandon, yep. Brandon. And Steve P. donated. Um, he said uh, he'll, he has a degree in chemistry, and he's a few credits away from a degree in physics. And he says, we're pretty accurate. Far more accurate than most news outlets. Hashtag Ferguson. No, he didn't write that. Um <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Steve thank you P. For, thank you Smooth for donating. Move, we appreciate that. I picture all these uh, fans of yours wearing smocks. Would that be uh, mostly smock? It's a high percentage of smock and wear. gloves. Yeah, Lab when when smocks when they send us smock, goggles, some of them probably have goggles. Mm-hmm. When fans of the show send in selfies, which they're known to do mm-hmm. all the time. What do you guys uh, think of Doctor Octopus? What do you think of that character? It's a good character. Not into it. I mean, I don't like it. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Jesse's opinion on it. No, he's like an El- <laughs> he's just Elton John with, with robo arms. Elton John looking. But he guy. was he was traumatized. He had a wife and she died. I don't know his backstory. I forgot the backstory. Also, oh. I mean, every villain. This is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every villain Doc you have Ock. to like realize why they became a villain. Do you guys? Yeah. But that's his thing. He just has robot arms, more arms. But they're alive though. They're like his pets. A- at least in the movie. I don't remember. Oh, okay, I did see the movie, but I forgot that. All the right. movie. The- it was. I uh, love Alfred Molina. Name? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. I love As that. Dumb, Good yes. close personal friend of Guido Feta. <laughs> 
I do have an issue with a lot of Stan Alfred Stan and Guido Lee's. used to go out and hit the town, and that town was <laughs> dust when they were done with it. They knew how to party. Here's the thing that's going to piss off a lot of our fans, probably. Um, as much as I do like a lot of the current crop of superhero movies, and I like what superhero comics have become because of the good writers that have taken over franchises that were created by people like Stanley. But some of the original Stanley ideas are so just like first thought, like throw anything against the wall, yeah. zeitgeist capture, I mean like bandwagoning kind of things, you know? Like I just agree. lazy for, ass. For their time, you mean? Lazy ass, just for any time. Like, I mean, the one I always go back to is like the Silver Surfer. Just because like surfing was probably a thing of the day, you know, it's like yeah. kids are doing this. So I'm gonna make this guy who like decides the fate of planets ride around space on a fucking surfboard, right? Just to like capture the zeitgeist of sure, right? The Silver Surfer wasn't even supposed to be like a big deal oh, character. Really? No, they were trying to introduce a new villain, uh, Galactus. Right? They were trying. He, to in- he's like the herald of the herald Galactus. Yeah, right? but then uh, I guess enough people. Road. And, you know, if Galactus came to Earth, it would really suck. It would uh, destroy a lot of things on Earth, obviously, because he's the devourer of planets, of worlds. Have you guys uh, ever heard of Guido Galactus? He's uh, this, uh, what does he sound like? Guys, did you know that a solar... I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm from the universe. I'm coming in on a surfboard. You've got a real nice planet there. <laughs> I'd hate to see it get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know that a... Um, Solar storm two years ago nearly caused a catastrophe on Earth. What's this? No, what real bad. On July 23rd, 2012, the sun unleashed two massive clouds of plasma that barely missed a catastrophic encounter with the Earth's atmosphere. These plasma clouds, known as coronal mass injections, com- ejections, comprised a solar storm thought to be the most powerful in at least 150 years. If it had hit, we would still be picking up the pieces. Physicist Daniel Baker of the University of Colorado tells NASA. Pieces of what? Well, let me tell you. Of ourselves. Two and yeah. one half men. Remember? <laughs> we would be picking up the... Um, I'm just saying either way there would be some sort of Jewel charity song. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, Jewel would have a song about the solar storm. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> When that solar flare hit the planet, that's Jewel. Confusing Jewel with, uh, with like Alan uh, Jackson. Yes, I am. Okay. No, I think you're confusing Jewel with uh, Cal Worthington. That sounded like. Uh... <laughs> Is that who sang? Where were you? I don't. I don't Cal know. Cal Worthington. <laughs> Cal Worthington. <laughs> and his dog uh, spot. Sorry. To everybody in England, that's a guy that sells cars in Southern no, he's, California. He's dead now, but, and he uh, has, uh, and he usually has some sort of animal with him. Right. Um, nice. Fortunately, the blast site of the CMEs, that's what we're going to be calling them from now on, was not directed at Country Earth. Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Had this event occurred a week earlier when the point of eruption was Earth-facing, a potentially disastrous outcome would have unfolded. Um, I have come away from our recent studies more convinced than ever that Earth and its inhabitants were incredibly fortunate that the 2012 eruption happened when it did, Baker tells NASA. If the eruption had occurred only one week earlier... Earth would have been in the line of fire. Do you feel like this? Okay. Twenty twelve was the year of all of the of all of uh, the conspiracy, not conspiracy theorists, yeah, just yeah. idiots. No, that, that, you know, the, yeah, know. the end Thinking, of the world. That was supposed to be the end of the world. I wonder right? if this lends some credence. I, I mean, obviously it doesn't, but I wonder if they are like feeling less dumb to read this. Like, well, okay, yeah, we were close though. Like, there was going to be a thing. Like, right? Don't, okay, yeah. you guys read articles like this way more often than I do. Don't you feel that there are a ton of articles like that? Say, oh, we might get hit with this, or right. we almost got well, hit with that, it, or well, we came. Comet had just been two million miles. The we other came way, really right? close yeah. to getting hit like that. It and depends I think on it's, your definition. It, and what kind of percentage is something you consider like a close call? Well, there's a lot you know, of hindsight. 
Like yeah, a lot of media yeah, critics okay. always point out how the news is always constantly trying to scare us, and this looks like the science ver- version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they said the whole this if it, if it comet happened, is. The article doesn't say what like the percentage chance that a direct hit would have happened. I don't think does it, um, but it does say that a direct hit would have caused widespread power blackouts, disabling everything from, from, that plugs into a wall socket. Um, most people wouldn't even be so able to flush their the toilet because live. urban water supplies exactly largely yeah. rely on electric pumps. Um, according to a study by the National Academy of Sciences, the total economic impact would exceed two trillion, or twenty times greater than the cost of a hurricane. Our, of your Augie, hurricane Katrina, the, the cost of Iraq. Augie, if you knew <laughs> that a comet was coming right. towards Earth and it was going to uh-huh. kill us, which God, which so which, which celebrity do you summon first? Summon to kill or to no to, to help to, us out to to do something oh, about oh oh movie? No 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 in real life in real life yeah. Who do I think could actually stop it? Yeah, that's Harrison right. Ford. Oh, really? Mm. Not not Bruce Willis? No, not Bruce Willis. Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. I mean, if he doesn't pick up the phone, R- Willis is probably fourth on the list. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we, don't we have to get people up there to like... It would go uh, Harrison Ford, Martin Short, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, Diane Cannon. <laughs> not Keaton. Diane Cannon. Not Diane Cannon. That is. I call Carrie Snodgrass. Sure. Right? She's Absolutely. dead. Uh, I would call uh, Sally Field, probably. Oh, gotta call Sally Field. Yeah. If there's that a comet. reminds me, I gotta call Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh, wait, Diane Rebecca Cannon. De Mornay, Rebecca De Mornay. I'm oh, calling Rebecca God, De Mornay. Uh, and if I knew a comet was about to, to hit us, I would call. Um, Is a comet it- gonna hit us, Andy? This isn't even... I don't think you guys are listening. This isn't even a comet. This was a solar this storm was a two, solar year, oh, I know. two years I, ago. And two, two trillion is nothing. Two trillion, two trillion is nothing. Okay, okay. Is all right, all right. If we I knew, spent that in the last two If years. I knew a solar storm was coming, I would board up my windows, okay. right? I think that's what you're supposed to do, yeah, right? You got to board them up. You got to dig mm-hmm. a moat. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't you have dig to cut down your trees, right? Right. Right. You got to uh, You got to collect your urine. Right. I know that. <laughs> Rat, no ration. matter what happens, you ration your pee. put your urine in bottles. Is everybody listening? Now, what reporter did they send out to cover the solar storms? Like, I'm in the middle of a solar storm here. There's a guy in a spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, just let's talk to Guido. What's, what's, what's Guido's last name? Guido Fetter. We're here, We're here Guido with Guido Fetter. <laughs> We're both in spacesuits. We have just uh, enough oxygen left. We're in the middle of a solar storm. Well, we also it's had about uh, 500 degrees out here. Apparently, uh, apparently we, we also had uh, John DeShitstone. Was our probably science reporter? Oh, obviously. John is shitstone. John is shitstone. We created a Twitter handle at shitstone. Yeah, for John is shitstone. John is shitstone. Because they won't now. They limit the number of characters. You couldn't have John. We shitstone. couldn't do John is. Yeah. God, that's a, it's a terrible stage name. <laughs> is, is it or is it a great? Is it a given name? Is she German? John is shitstone. John is shitstone is a BBC reporter. Yeah, <laughs> John that's her real name. No, we made oh, it up. It's a great name, oh, though, right? It's a. Oh. That was Adam Buxton's episode. Oh. You yes. sounded like uh, Christian Amanpour yeah. there. For I would love to see Christian Amanpour cover a solar storm. Lines of the solar storm. <laughs> we are in the middle of a solar storm. It's very. We have flown very hot. into the eye of the solar storm. Here, of course, we have a very lunar storm. Feels very calm, but all around us, we can still see the solar storm. The protesters <laughs> are getting closer to the eye of the solar storm. They're against it. Um, uh, here's Guido Fava. What's his? I can't remember. Fava. <laughs> Feta. Guido That's Feta. Thing, he's like, he's not even sake, that Italian. He's like half. He's half Greek. His dad's Greek, obviously. You know, Guido Feta. It's like, hey, you want some pizza with some uh, <laughs> with some uh, extra goat cheese on top? Like, 
God, what if what if Guido Fetto walked into the backyard right now? That's yeah. so great. It's just like single tear rolling down his cheek, <laughs> shaking his head. Yeah, Guido Fetto is my hero. He's dressed like Palachi, the sad clown from. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing that one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever uh, when the kids are trapped in that gymnasium and there's grease pouring in through the vents and they start to have a, a grease fight and like Nelson Muntz rolls up a wad of grease, throws it. He goes, here comes the grease ball. And throws it just at that moment. Um, what's the Italian character in The Simpsons? I don't know. Maybe don't just know. Luigi, whatever his name is. He just walks in with a, <laughs> with a bunch of pizzas. He was going to give the kids, like, hey, Luigi, bring you free pizza. Like he's insulted. Here comes the grease ball as he throws them. Um, okay, anyhow, this, this storm in 2012 would have been really bad. It, apparently there was one in 1859 when obviously we were less susceptible to damage from a solar storm. That's when the wizard Mm-hmm. When the wizards came, um, oh, no, that's when it happened. That's when the Harry Potter thing happened. It was the solar storm. It was the Carrington solar storm, eighteen fifty nine, named after the English astronomer Carrington. Richard Carrington, who documented the event. In my view, the July twenty twelve storm was, in all respects, at least as strong as the eighteen fifty nine Carrington event. Baker tells NASA the only difference is it missed. Uh, and during the Carrington event, the Northern Lights were visible as far south as Cuba according to historical accounts, and the solar eruption caused global telegraph lines to spark, set, setting fires to some telegraph offices. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. I just watched uh, Jordan Brady, past guest of the show, I just watched I Am Road comic, the movie, the latest movie he directed, and he went on the road with Wayne Fetterman um, up to the Tri-Cities, actually, in the, yes, in the movie. Yes, to uh, Jack Diddley's. By the way, you were great in that movie. I didn't realize I wasn't were... great. I was great in the interview. In the interview. I said so many funny and interesting things in the interview and then they uh, they cut it where I said nothing interesting. <laughs> I apparently said nothing interesting. You didn't mm. think I was so I, I upset with myself. I thought, anyhow, but you can still uh, download. Uh, that and I had to watch. Oh God! <laughs> I went to a showing and the and the and the, the movie kept freezing. It kept freezing because they didn't have the DVD oh, and it would freeze uh, on my face. Oh, it froze on my face. That's twice. the worst. So you God, got a room full of people hate, just looking at my face You're, like in a weird, ugh, is that what I was mid-sentence? Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. You know what doesn't freeze? What's, What's that, buddy? A website built by Squarespace. No. It's a robust- nah, websites freeze all the time. It's the only way. It's the fast and easy way to create your own professional website. You don't have to know how to code. All you have to do is go to squarespace.com, enter the offer code probably science. You can get started with a free month trial. So you have to- No credit card required. And you can get ten percent off your first purchase if you use the offer code probably science. Go build a website; it's so easy. You don't have to know anything except to go to squarespace.com. So every day you have to point a hair dryer at your computer so it doesn't no, freeze. No, 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 I'm saying no. It's it's their their customer support team is top notch. Your site is not going to go down. It's going to look great. It's going to behave the same on a mobile device as it does on a desktop. Uh, everything is there for you. You just pick a template and go. You can be up and running as quick as fifteen minutes. Squarespace.com. So like a Geico. It could save you 15% on... No, no, there's no analogy there. I can't even find... On cavity uh, thruster insurance. Exactly, yes. On vacuum plasma RF insulator. You, no, but of all the things you've got to get insured, that's something you would have to get insured, cavity right? Thruster? All cavity that, thruster? All that machinery you guys are talking about? Gosh. All that tech? Sure. I, Who insures I, I'm that? I'm lucky I got a cavity thruster guy, but if you don't, <laughs> yeah. forget about it. But no, by the way, you, you've always known th- someone through your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just go through like that. What if you'd ever pay pages. out of pocket for your, your cavity thruster uh, insurance? Oh, man. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had, had I had catastrophic for my cavity thruster. Mm-hmm. Well, in in, uh, in England, right? It's just uh, it's uh, all government. Right? right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just, gets uh, it. Single payer you cavity You also fly your cavity thruster on the right side in England mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
But Augie, I was going to say in that movie, uh, More in cavities, I Am Road Comic, which you can still download for $5 Actually. at IamRoadComic.com. Um, Wayne Fetterman tells a great joke about AT&T. Like, he should have known the kind of service he was in store for when you realize that that stands for American Telephone and Telegraph. And Telegraph. <laughs> back in, someone else has a bit about this. Wait, do you have a bit about this? No, okay. So. Someone else has a similar thing, but the, the tag at the but end Fetterman's was great. Is better. Like back in the day, you would get like uh, unlimited dashes, nights and weekends. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <Yeah. laughs> and so let me just say about Iron Road Comics, a very good movie. It's a really good movie, yeah. Um, so yeah, this coronal mass ejection would have been really bad because we have a lot more electrical stuff these days than we did back in 1850. So it would have it it zapped our power? Is that what they're saying? It yeah, it would have fucked everything electrical. Then that would have been like The Purge, man. Oh, People yeah. would have gone nuts. Oh, yeah. I gotta see that. Is that a movie? It's the a Purge? Movie. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. I saw the first one, which was super low budge, just all in one house. God, it sucked. Oh, come on. For what it was. it was gonna suck even worse. The purge. I think it was good. I don't know. I like those. I like super high concept. Like that sounds totally, like a racial thing. The purge. It's almost that. Like it said, one day, twelve hours every year. There's no rules. Anybody can kill anybody. And so people oh, plan, people plan for it. They're leading up to it. They're gonna have like murdering rampage parties. Oh and, no! Yeah, that doesn't sound nice. No, no. it's not nice at all. People I mean, hide. So people hide. Yeah, people have like. Yo, so, you should so hide. the main character, yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawke, his he makes a living selling security systems for the purge. Okay. And his house ends up getting invaded, even though he should have the most locked down uh, house. Hey, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, Thank you. That's, that's okay. You know that. right. I'll, I'll get it on Netflix. But it's great because it's one of those movies where like, they obviously are like, we want to do something bigger, but what can we do with this yeah. budget? So it all takes place in this yeah. one house. But <laughs> my, it's good. It's, my credit card only has a $15,000 right, yeah. limit on it. So This ended up being a very not science. Is there, is there an incentive for, the, the, for society that's to have the, the purge? Is there money? To, who's saying, making money off the purge? No one's making money. They're saying that it keeps... like. It it it, it, oh, it keeps things some, level. Keeps things level. Population right. control. The rest rise. of the year, there's very little crime yes. because you yes. get to commit all your crimes. That it gets night. your criming out of the out of I your mean, system. It, that there's day. no sense or logic to any part any. of the plot. Is it yeah. based on a short story? By it's it's uh, Shirley based Jackson? on uh, huh? by Shirley Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Shirley Jackson? <laughs> Author based of the on the novel Push by Sapphire. No, it's the I lottery, it really right? Was, Isn't that Shirley Jackson? Oh, I don't know. You guys didn't have to read the lottery back in sixth grade. The lottery, of course. Lottery yeah. in June, corn be heavy soon. I don't know. Yeah, the lottery was. Uh, They're making a movie about the lottery. I made a made most for dangerous movie. game. It was terrifying. The made for TV movie. It's like the make, it's like the movie The Box. Like it's a one note. You can't make a movie out of it. Like the twist is just oh. They did a, make a movie out of the. Box. I know that's what I'm saying, but they had to go crazy. Uh, Richard, what's the guy from Donnie Darko's name? I don't know. Uh, the uh, director of Johnny Darko made that box movie based on the Twilight Zone Richard Matheson thing, <sighs> but had to go super bonkers because the actual plot of that story is so simple. You have to like which right which Twilight Zone? you get a box and oh yeah 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 you press the button you get you, you, you don't yeah know. if yeah. you yeah if you yeah. push the button you get a million dollars but someone you don't know will die yeah and there's two different and the way this the, the way the, the way the the Twilight Zone thing it's ended different. was perfect was absolutely it's different perfect. than the story the though. way the movie yeah exactly but the way the Twilight yeah, somebody. It'll be somebody you don't even know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, guys, Wait, the, the two versions of it. One of them. Sorry, I think I've already talked about this in the show. But it's interesting. One of the versions. It's like someone's going to die. You don't even know. And then the guy, after he gives you the money, takes the box away. And they ask, "What's going to happen next?" I'm giving it to someone else. Someone you don't even know. Dun dun. But the book version, the short story, her husband dies. And the twist was, I oh. guess she never really knew him. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. More like, ah, oh, that's yeah. not yeah, as that good of a. Just, yeah, because it's got to be a morality thing with those. Right. Right. Yeah. Guys, uh, you know, let sure. me let me ask you a moral question. Let's get at Shoot. this thing. Yeah. You know, let's dig deep. Uh, you, you know, this could be like a Twilight Zone sort mm-hmm. of episode. How, how, how scary would this be? How scary would a tick be? <laughs> what a tick 
that if it bites you, okay. makes you allergic to meat. No. No. Oh, yes. I don't. Is this a thing? I, oh, I boy. To no. This is well, awful. You guys... I'd still eat meat. I would not give a crap. <laughs> guys, it's known as the Lone Star Tick, or the Ablioma Americanum. Okay. And the tick carries a variety of diseases, such as Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. <laughs> oh boy, mm-hmm. that's a band. <laughs> Rocky no, Mountain that's Spotted Fever. That's an '80s wrestler, isn't it? They that's... opened for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band yeah. back in '71. Um, <laughs> we have got to stop giving out Lagunitas on the show. That's that's yeah. what needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, it's a shot you can get in Montana. Is the Rocky Mountain Spotted um, Fever? Although it is not a carrier of Lyme disease, but is by far the best known tick-borne infection, the Lyme disease. However, the tick's most interesting feature is the capacity to make people allergic to meat. The ticks carry alpha gal, which is <laughs> galact- <laughs> galactose alpha one three galactose, uh, which Buck Rogers play, which may yeah. sound like a superhero, but is actually a type of sugar found in non primate alm- uh, animals. Jessica Man. Alba is alpha, alpha gal. gal. Wait, it's a type of sugar found in non primate mammals. A tick is a mammal. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, no, it no. bites, it eats it from the... I'm it an idiot. It carries that. I'm an idiot. Under normal conditions, the stomach digests alpha-gal without negative effects. Alpha-gal in the bloodstream is a different matter. Right. The immune system creates antibodies. Alpha- yeah. <laughs> I want an alpha-gal in the stomach, but uh, an alpha-gal in the bloodstream. I want, I want a lady in the streets <laughs> and an alpha-gal in the bloodstream. The immune system uh, creates antibodies against it. The next time the body encounters alpha-gal, it responds as though the sugar really was a superhero mm-hmm. and the antibodies were the villain's minions. Take it easy, author. It's probably a fan of this podcast. This is I fucking love science, which is like such no, a... That's uh, a I don't know how I, love, I, how I feel about the... I fucking hate I fucking love science. <laughs> and uh, so this is what happens. Um... This can occur whether the alpha-gal is now in the bloodstream or the digestive system. Now, when this happens, the intensity of the reaction varies, but in severe cases includes an inability to breathe and a feeling of being on fire every time the person eats meat. The association was first made when an infestation of a different species of tick produced similar symptoms in Australia seven years ago. Warnings were sounded in February, but this summer has really seen the number of cases take off. The tick is spreading across the U.S. and has become particularly common in Long Island, bringing increasing number of people within range of its ravenous bite. I'm with Augie. Long if, if Island. It, I, I'm with Augie. If it doesn't kill me, I'm going to keep eating the meat. Yeah. Even but if you, you feel like you're on Wait, fire? But, you, it, it, but it, it am I dying? Am I dying? It gets worse time. Gal. I was just unsure whether the allergy will wear off with time. Those who've been hospitalized and need to carry EpiPens in case they ingest a small quantity of meat products may not be too keen to test if they've recovered, particularly since reactions often get worse each time a person's exposed. Dude, when you pry it from my cold, dead hand is when I'll stop eating And the reaction can take up to eight hours after eating meat, making it hard to identify the trigger, so it wouldn't be like an instant thing. No, from your hot, on-fire hand. <laughs> <Yes>. This sounds, <laughs> this, this sounds like a, a Hollywood conspiracy. When you right, pry it from my charred meat. and smoking, blistering hot hand. Yeah, then I'll stop well, eating. Well, it's scientifically sound, the reason for it, you know? What do you mean? I mean? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a real thing. It's bullshit. It sucks. Yeah. Well, no, All but right, I mean, guys, the, re- the reaction is fa- it's fairly simple to explain. Worst allergy you could have. If there was a tick that could oh, bite yeah, you and yeah, give yeah. you an allergy Oh, that's to the anaphylactic shock. the worst possible allergy? What's, what's the thing you you'd be have? most angry if you were had to be right. allergic, if you were allergic oh, to it? Oh, that's a good question. Right. Oh, if I couldn't eat macadamia nuts anymore, that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. I love macadamia nuts. I, um, you know, we, we don't have to get into why, but I recently couldn't masturbate for a while. And, <laughs> so uh, being allergic so are you to allergic to masturbation? No, I'm saying it was it, it sucked. 
Okay, yeah. Jesse, you can't tease so that. So that would be. Was the, it, oh, was this during Lent? No, because that's no. a religious thing. No, that's not okay, really. Well, a, so I thought I had a. I thought I had a torsion. Getting what close to a torsion. A torsion. Testicular torsion. It's where the, oh, no. your wires get all boggled oh, no. up. Yeah. I had to get an ultrasound on my sack. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Jesse, Ultra, you got an ultrasack? I had like, an ultrasack. It's like we're just roommates now and that's all. You know? What are you talking about? I don't about? even know you. You're always gone. You go surfing I'm and sorry. stuff. I'm yeah, out getting my I've balls ultrasounded. Yeah. You're out, you're out I'm here sorry. smoking I, cigarettes, watching them have sex. Yeah. And you're, you got a torsion the whole time. I still yeah, have yet were... to hear why that should prevent you from masturbating. Because you'll, uh, well, you'll first of all, you'll uh, um, oftentimes you will uh, ejaculate quite a bit of, of dried and wet blood. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And, and um, women hate oh, that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no one oh, likes it. Wow. Yeah, no one likes a sex life that sounds like a fucking. Were you ejaculating blood? Did you ejaculate blood? Is this I, no, an HP extreme, Lovecraft story? It was extremely painful for a little while, but it turns out it was a different thing. What was the thing? Uh, was it just uh, uh, Catholic guilt? No, it was, I was uh, IBS, IBS related. Uh, no. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Jesse's single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a torsion. Your irritable but he does bowel. Have your irritable. Your, your irritable bowel put blood in no. your semen track. Oh, God. No, God. I told you I never saw it. He oh, didn't oh, okay. have the blood no, in no, the semen. He possibly did. Come what on, what I'm everybody. saying is they're like, yeah. Until we do this ultrasound and stuff, maybe don't fucking beat off for a while. Yeah. <laughs> How try, long? Try God, to not that must have, have been an orgasm. But uh, then I had to wait for my like insurance thing to go through so I could pay for it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, I, I just couldn't have an orgasm for like a couple months. Since we're and it sharing, was real brutal. Can um, I? Uh, l- let me share because it I, changes I, everything I about want, you. I don't you start you, smelling different. I don't want you to feel weird, so I'm going to share something here. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. uh, I found something on my left ball. Oh, no. Yeah. Nice. And nice. I can't see the doctor till Wednesday. Was it the right one? So was it? A- it's not something good. I didn't find. I, yeah, I didn't <laughs> yeah, find. Yeah. Hey, look at this. It wasn't like a penny or a nickel. You're supposed. It's supposed. You're supposed to find the right one there. That was on, on your, your left on ball. your left one. <laughs> you found your right one. Never mind. Yeah, it was, there, there was a dick attached to it. I'm worried. <laughs> Should that be? Oh yeah. No. So yeah. So I, I got to live with that for a week, not uh, knowing uh, what the hell's well, on my ball. Yeah, let me tell you something. You're gonna be all right because I was terrified. I mean, when sure. something when stuff goes wrong with the anything down there, right? You're it's the scariest it's thing the, in the world. It's right? So scary. Right. So scary. And. Um, you know, but I, uh, what was happening was I was getting these severe, severe lower stomach cramps, and I guess the, the, the pain was just shooting it downward as well. Jesus. But I thought it might be going the other way. I thought right, maybe, it's, right. maybe the root is down there. Right. You know, so right, I was terrified. Right. And then finally they were like, they were like no, you, uh, and this is a whole different thing. They're like, you, you, like, you're so stressed that you've developed oh, Jesus. IBS. What do you think the main stress so is? So, Matt, you're worried about macadamia nuts? We can talk about all that <laughs> off air. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I, I Guys, uh, I found something on my left ball. It was a macadamia nut. Because no, I love them. I'll eat them in bed delicious. and they'll get anywhere, you know? Yeah. so. But it explains a lot. I don't want our listeners to think I'm some weird hypochondriac because yeah. all obviously our listeners know about the roid. That's related. It explains oh, like everything I've had the last yes. six months, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh yeah, dude, you have irritable bowel syndrome because of this. Right, Take right, care right. of this." So I've changed my diet and everything. Like, nice. you know to what? Uh, just a lot, a lot more fiber, a lot less like carby. I'm a vegetarian, so yeah. it's a lot. Like, okay. I, I'm trying to just cut stuff, make everything as like easy as possible, right. and it's done wonders, man. I mean, it's I've you know feel fine. I eat That's a lot awesome. of oatmeal myself. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I love I, we, oh morning, I love a good oatmeal. Every morning. I get yeah, oatmeal when when Augie and I go get a, go get the brunch there. Yeah, I get to do right. a little oatmeal. Yeah, do you yeah. do blueberries with a little dash yeah. of sugar? In there? That sounds delicious. Throw on some blueberry. Throw on yeah. some brown sugar. Sometimes they'll bring a little thing of milk. 
Sure. I make uh, I make mine with almond milk. Yourself. I get those boxes of almond milk from oh, Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah, heat it up. You're How do they us. get the milk out of there? It's hard to milk. Yeah. It's the tiniest nipples. Right. It's really? a tweezer job. Yeah. They've outsourced it. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen an almond's nipples? They're like <laughs> really, really tiny. Yeah. How many is it? One nipple. Per what would almond? be your? Uh, what would be the thing that you would not, uh, not want to be allergic to, Andy? I mean, I might just go as simple as like if I was lactose intolerant, if I had to give up cheese, like what? What's the point of going on? Right. Like if you, if could, I were allergic to going to movies by myself, that would be bad. <laughs> well, that's because that I need. But to we're do all first of all. I would rather go to a movie by myself. Me too. When somebody's oh, yeah. just yabbering at oh, yeah. you, it's just uh, oh, shut up. Let me. I just have enjoy zero. This. But you know what I want to do more often though. I want to go. But here's what I got to work on in my life: going to movies with groups of friends when the movie is is like going to be bad. You know what I mean? You ever do that? You ever, you ever go to a movie that you know is going to be kind of shitty with a group sure. of friends? That that ends up being fun. I don't do Unless that enough. Unless you're the one who like talked them. I, I have had the situation where I've talked people into a movie and the whole time I'm stressing about whether they're going to be mad at me if they don't if it's not what they expected. Right. You know? Oh man, I took a group to go see Lady in the Water. Oh, good that God. night Shlamalan. Wow, the one guy with the big arm with. Uh, well, it was the oh. follow up to the don't, village. Don't give it up, but they, have, they haven't spoke. <laughs> no, uh, and, and it was. It there's was, a twist at the end. That's, that's one of Can the worst movies there's a twist? I've ever seen. It was not even a twist in that one. It was terrible. It's not even a twist. It, it turns out she wasn't even in the water. Um, that's, that's the one that's based on a, a bedtime story he made up as he went along to his kids, and like <laughs> after a while he was telling himself like he was telling the same story he'd add more to it every night, and he was like, "Oh, this should be a movie." I was like, "No, it shouldn't. It was. It's just the thing you." made up to tell your kids yeah. it had no flow to yeah and I bet no. his kids told him that right, you're, you're, right. dad yeah, you're yeah, not going to yeah, make yeah. that into a movie are you I bet they said Jesus. that to him because you know you you uh, yeah I mean I, I it was the follow up to the village I thought the village was awesome so I saw the twist coming a meal away. Yeah, but I saw the twist, but I didn't I, care I, about I've the twist. Seen it. Don't give me the okay. twist. You know, like in fact, I walked into the room. Cover your ears, Augie. No, come on, guys, really? No, because our listeners just... will get you spoil everything. It's been for the listeners. seventeen years. Yeah, but in another year or so. Those not his seventeen movies, years. Six Sense is good. And nothing else was. Yeah. Although I love that scene in. No, I, Dude, love, I thought Science I like was awesome. And science was science. awesome. I love science. Okay. Science was love great. Science. I didn't care for Unbreakable yeah. for the most part, but I love the part where Bruce Willis fucks up the guy in the orange uh, suit, the killer. Remember that I part? I forgot about that. The fight. Oh, yeah. that's so satisfying. Fight. Yeah. It's so because that guy is the twist evil. Twist in that one is so dumb. You know? so whatever. They're all. But you know what? Here's a movie. It's not going to disappoint. We have to actually wrap this up because in 20 minutes we're going to have a, a screening of the world according to Garp here with some friends. Yes. I've By the way, actually seen it. I'm looking forward to it. To the listeners right now, we are in the dark. It's, uh, there's no. Th- there is we, no light. We right are now. in the pitch the, black. It's the only light I can see is off of Andy's uh, laptop, and it's. Uh, I don't know why the lights back here have the lights back here don't work anymore. Yeah. So does that mean that we can't watch the movie because there's we no can't? No, we plug the movie into the thing. I have this all plugged okay. into. I'm going to set the projector it's going to be nice so. it's going to be beautiful uh the screen works andy got a grommet kit for uh-huh. the screen I, I, mm-hmm. I bought this screen material on amazon it's like uh just you know like instead of buying a projector screen which would be might be hundreds to have something that big i just bought the material itself and then put some grommets I, in i'm most likely gonna cry during this movie i'm sure we all are it's uh it's so good and the wife uh the wife is here and the wife has never seen it the wife. mary so beth hurt uh, <laughs> my wife oh i see the goodly wife. The goodly, the goodly wife. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we City should we should get to that. And um, speaking of that, and of Robin Williams, you know, if any of you guys are are uh, feeling down, um, reach out to people. Let people know. And absolutely, I, mean, I don't I don't have any great 
insight into this, but you know, it's it's horrible. Well, we're when all somebody... comics. We've all had our own shit, and I yeah. think that there are there are resources available and and friends available. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's important. It's important stuff. And it's also, I guess, oh man, there's so many things that this. Like one of the things that bums me out the most is to think about how if you're if you're hanging any happiness on the idea of something down the road of some of some success, some you know, professional or otherwise kind of thing being the thing that's going to make it all okay that's probably not what you should be focusing i don't know like this whole thing has me but why does somebody have to die for us to uh, to tell people why they have value why they have value i know Uh, robin williams had value to all of us he had great value to all of us just like we all know uh people in our lives that have value to us and 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 why can't we share those things uh before they die for christ's sake yeah well not that it would have even let's been also bear, Yeah, let's also bear in mind this. the severe disease exactly. of depression. Yeah, I'm not sure. trying to say it's it just like if someone told you that yeah. Yeah. to him, yeah. you know. And if he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, like they're saying now, or like his wife is saying now. Yeah, he was, yeah. Well, no, he was diagnosed. diagnosed. He had Parkinson's, but I don't, yeah. I don't think that was... But that was not public. I, yeah, knowledge. I also don't think that was super related. Yeah. Yeah, the guy was just trying to jerk off. and uh, <laughs> Is that what happened? I don't know. Am I getting a movie confused? You might be he a movie he would find that funny. Nah, I don't know. He, I bet he would. <laughs> I bet he would. He was a tough crowd. Yeah. God mm. damn. So, yep. Um, I don't know how yeah. to... Reach out, everybody. Reach, yes. Email us. Well, well, yeah, don't, uh, no, yes, we'll do email us, but also we'll call... We'll forward it to call. Matt. <laughs> 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 no, email us. Christian's not here. Email... Dude, if, you're, if you guys are bummed, email us. We'll send it to we'll Matt. Hey, how about this? Any probably science listeners... If you feel like you're going to kill yourself, before you do, take a trip out to L.A., come on the show. Right? Sure. You'll talk to him. You talk uh, to him on the show. Stop trying, stop that, try, stop trying that, to Stanhope us here. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, 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 what does that mean? I'm not sure I got it. That's the thing he did. It, this guy shows up at his place and is like, I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, okay, oh. I'm, a, I'm doing a podcast with you first. No, and no, then no, the no, next no. day, fucking killed himself. No, 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 no. You're getting your stories mixed up. You're getting your stories mixed up. All right, tell the story. No, but but it is. It's amazing what did actually happen. So, Stanhope, God dang. He got an email from a woman uh, that said, uh, you know, my brother, uh, he was a huge fan of yours, and um, he knew he was going to kill himself for some time, but he waited until you did your show at Tommyknockers in, uh, in Vegas. That's not yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. That's not the story okay. I'm talking okay. about. Okay, sorry. You don't know the story I'm talking about then? No. I, Let's hear them both. Th- this is we... very recent. Well, let, well, let, let me finish. Yeah, so then okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't know, I didn't realize there was another yeah. one. And... So, this story is from like so, five years ago. Right. Yeah, and so they, <laughs> she emailed him, and uh, so the, the guy knew he was going to kill himself, but he wanted to wait to see your show at Tommy Knocker, Knockers before he killed himself, and then he killed himself the next day. And as Stanhope put it, he's like, "Why didn't you tell me that before the show? We were all drunk. Nobody was doing their best. Like, if if I know that you're going to kill yourself, I'm going to do my best show. I'm going to do two hours. I'm not going to be drunk. I'm going to put it together. You're going to yeah. get a good show. Yeah. So if you're going to kill yourself, uh, tell the performer before. Ahead ahead of, ahead of <laughs> no, he just uh, did a podcast. There was this uh, musician couple, male and female, that were... were um, oh, yeah. Whiskey Boy. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know about it. Now I do. I didn't know they did a podcast with him, but yeah, I know. I know yeah, I they know did a podcast with him the day what? before. Yeah, but he didn't know that. What, what didn't know that he was going to come because uh, the, yeah, uh, she no, she was going in for uh, surgery. 
um, and they didn't know it was going to happen. Anyway, that it, why are we talking about all this? I don't know. Yeah, this, this is, is we almost had out. We had we had a clean end to the show. Like, Lagunitas, everybody. It's yeah. no longer a sponsor. Cut all this of out. Welcome to suicide. welcome to probably suicide, and uh, we're. Uh, how do we We're, take us out of this, Jesse? How do we wrap all this up now? The king of segues. What's that? I mean, we're about to watch a movie. Yeah. That'll be cheery. We're about to get some friends together and watch <laughs> a movie. John, yeah. <laughs> Stories Celebrate written by John life. Irving always end with, uh, you know, well, no, that, outlook that, on life. That and, went way too far because that, uh, no, our last thread went way too far because um, I guess I'm trying to backtrack and remember how we even got into it with the, um, yeah. Talk to somebody. I said, talk to us. Augie said, come out and do a thing. I said, don't stand, hope us. Mm. Boom. Oh, that's how we got that's in. How we got into that's that. how we got in. That one was on me. Sorry. That is kind of on you. Well, the minute you start saying, hey, if you're feeling uh, low like that and you feel like you want to kill yourself, come out here. You know, that, right. that, that opens up a, a thing that might um, be. And first of all, and, this, and I'll, I will tell you this, if anyone is actually feeling low and, and down about yourself, don't ever come out to L.A. Uh, <laughs> uh, truer uh, words have not been spoken. Jesus, you'll be gone within an hour. Sage advice. Sage advice. Go to a nice yeah. mountain town yeah. with lovely people and a microbrewery. You should have met Don't come to Los yes. Angeles. Go to Boulder, Colorado. It's beautiful there. 300 days of sunny. Go to Boulder, Colorado, setting of Mork and Mindy. Yes, of yes. I drove by their house. My circle. friend Ted drove me around to two houses, the Mork and Mindy house, and more cheerily, the uh, Jean Benet Ramsey house. Oh, God. Oh, and nice. you got to check yeah. out. Yeah. Go to yeah. Asheville, North Carolina. Don't go way. to the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people think Jean Benet Ramsey killed herself. I don't buy it. <laughs> it's been Matt Champagne. Matt, where can listeners find you? <laughs> oh, uh, Matt Macadamia Nut Champagne. All right. Yeah. Uh, RemainChampagne.com. And I'll be at the, uh, the, the Comedy Palace in San Diego this weekend. That'll be uh, August 15 and 16. Nice. And Augie? Uh, Augie Smith, A-U-G-G-I-E. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter and the... And if I if I don't die of whatever the sh- is on my left nut, uh, I, you know, I, I got uh, live appearances you can go see. Find you at uh, Harvest Moon most days? Yeah. Yeah, hanging out with uh, Lovitz. Saw Lovitz there. Really? We, yeah. We have a... Yeah, it's a great cafe around the corner that's great for uh, spotting... Not that he's B-lister, but, you know, there's a lot of B-list celebrities. No, he's definitely so. B-lister. Well, I'm not trying to... He's definitely I wasn't trying B-lister. to disparage Lovitz. I'm just saying we there's do see... There's nothing disparaging about that. He was an A-lister for a while. What was the most interesting run you've had at, at Harvest Moon? Anyway, uh, guys, true story. Tomorrow oh. night, I'm at the John Lovitz Comedy Club <laughs> um, here in Los Angeles. If you want to come... Are you really? Seriously? Yeah. So, awesome. if you want to come check me out... Gee, um, how did you book that, JC? Hanging out at Harvest, bro. Nice. <laughs> nice. Where's, where's Harvest? Whitsitt and Magnolia. Not a sponsor, but yeah. a great cafe in the San Fernando great. Valley. Wonderful. Great cafe. Yep. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, take care of yourselves out there. Please do. And... Um, yeah, thank you for everyone who's written in and donated and listens, and we will try to get back on a more regular schedule starting in September. We're getting well. We're getting rewired. That's what's happening. The house they're, is they're rewiring, rewiring our house, and also Matt's going to be back. I'll be back. Um, we'll just have. Cause I know it does it does bump people out when they're expecting the same day of the week to have an episode. Of course. So regularity is the we thing. We will get back to the Monday night by midnight. Our whole crowd thinks they're pregnant. Weeks. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast came late. It's off for them. Oh, also, I forgot. You to know mention, what? I, I wasn't pregnant at the top of this podcast. Now, I am now. Yeah, 
Uh, I forgot to mention this week that we are performing live at the LA Podcast Festival as we have for the last couple of years and it's going to be happening September 26th through the 28th. Tickets and info at LAPodfest.com um, and it's all at the Sofitel in Beverly Hills which is right in the heart of things. Um, it's a beautiful place and you get to see like 35 podcasts if you come out for the weekend. Mark Marin, WTF was just added. Aisha Tyler, Jay Moore, tons of great comics, great podcasts. Uh, hopefully we'll see you there and we will yeah. see you next week. Bye. Bye.